for he has not forsaken us. Hallelujah. Reading for your hearing the 100th number of the song. The word of God reads, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endured to all generations. Pray with me this morning, church. Abba, Father, we thank you for this day, Father, and we thank you for the privilege of coming into your house of worship. Father, we thank you, God, for shelter. We thank you, God, for clothing. We thank you, God, for food. And most of all, we thank you for Jesus, who died for our sins, Father. We thank you, God, for the atoning blood that covers us, Father. Now, Father, we ask that you'd come in the room and have your way. Have your way in the service. Have your way with the musicians. Have your way with the pastor. Let your word go forth, God, with power and conviction on today. Day. Let lives be changed. Let souls be saved. In the name of Jesus, have your way in the service. We're going to give you the praise. We're going to give you the glory. And we're going to give you the honor. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The believer said amen. Amen. Again, greetings to each of you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. We have come to worship God. If there be any visitors or guests among us, please know that you are always welcome here at St. John. If you desire salvation or church membership, fill out the form found on the back of the pew in front of you. And once you have completed it, you can give it to the person at the front desk. You can give it to an usher. You can put it in the offering basket. But whatever you do, don't miss your day of visitation. Amen. Amen. Now, are you ready for worship? Oh, I know this is Unplugged Sunday, but are you ready for worship? Have you come to bless the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords on this morning? Have you came to bless the great I Am this morning? The sustainer, the keeper, the lover. Have you come to worship on today? Put those hands together. Don't sit on your hand. Get your praise together. We're going to enter in. Come on, come on. Don't stop praising God. Hallelujah. Anybody know that God is worthy of all the glory, honor, and the praise. Hallelujah. In the words of my pastor, we had a hallelujah good time at 9 o'clock over at the North Campus. And so we brought some of that residue over here to 11, and we just came to praise God on today. This song simply says, I just want to praise you forever and
blessing of Jesus. I know it's raining. I know it's cloudy. But this is the day that the Lord has made. Anybody come to rejoice and be glad in this. The Bible says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. The Bible says, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Anybody come to praise him? Everybody come to praise them. Hallelujah. Why don't you give God praise in this place? God, you're so worthy of all the glory, honor, and the praise. Hallelujah. Now it is Unplugged Sunday, so we get a little unconventional. And we took our own song and we flipped it. Song says, I don't know what you come to do. Anybody come to praise the name of the Lord?
to God. Hi, my name is Darian, and I am one of the ambassadors for the Up Next Ministry. We are bringing to you St. John Outside, where we will be highlighting businesses in the church and in the community. If you are interested, feel free to reach out to our administration building. The information will be listed on the screen. Let's praise God for these singers. Amen. They did a wonderful job. The Holy Spirit is in this place. And I'm telling you, um, this morning in the 9 o'clock worship, uh, you're talking about a time we had a, it was a Pentecostal worship. Amen. And it's, I kind of regret I'm not preaching again. Um, I mean, it was just that high over there. Um, and we thank the Lord for how he moved. I mean, moved, moved. And the spirit was so high that at the end we couldn't even do the offering like we usually do because people are all at the altar laying in the spirit and so forth. So we just had to let people give as they walked out because I didn't want them to disrupt what was happening at the altar. But um, I was sharing with Pastor Mustafa, one of the advantages of me preaching one time is I can pour it all into that one sermon. Amen. And it was a wonderful experience. But you're not going to be cheated. I tell you, you're not going to be cheated at all because we have with us a, a young man who was basically born in this church when it comes to ministry. He, you know, I think about Jesus when he was baptized God said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So when we talk about Pastor Mustafa, I mean, there's been a lot of preachers that we gave birth to in this church, but I needed to be known. I mean, I love all of them, but this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. I'm pleased with how God is using him. We organized that church in Oakland, which he still sees as a, an extension of this, this church. Um, he's very humble. Um, he drops everything to come to St. John. As I stated, there was another pastor scheduled to be here today, and he got his schedule mixed up, so we scheduled him another time. I was able to call Mustafa, at the, and I don't usually call people that late I was able to call him, and he said, no problem. He'll be here. And guess what? He's here. Amen. Yes. So my brothers and sisters, um, it gives me joy. It gives me joy to present one of the sons of this church. He began his ministry here. I licensed him. I ordained him. I installed him. And even though he's his own man, he still stays very close to me, always open to whatever instructions I give him to further his ministry. I need you to receive one of the sons of the house, Pastor Mustafa Mui. Come on and preach.
Amen. Amen. It's always an honor and a privilege, amen, to, amen, come home, amen, amen, and thank St. John, amen, for giving me a solid foundation, amen, you can't go up with a weak foundation, amen, so I thank God, amen, because of the foundation, amen, he's able to exalt, amen, himself in me, amen, amen, thank God for Dr. Hall, amen, and all of his wise counsel. Amen. Thank you for that, Pastor. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. Amen. It's good to have somebody you can talk to. Amen. Now, I know I can talk to Jesus. Amen. But it's good to have, amen, someone has that has been where you're trying to go. Amen. 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 I Thank God for all he's doing. Thank God for my wife in her absence. Amen. And I thank God for my mother being here with me. Amen. Amen. Keeping me accountable. Amen. Thank God for her being with me today. Amen. God has been doing great things. Amen. I do, I do want to just announce before we get into the word, because there is a word. Amen. But... Uh, in the beginning of January, I released a new single called Like You, amen. I do gospel hip-hop, amen, using that form of ministry to reach this generation with the gospel. And the Lord told me, I put it on all type of gospel platforms, but the Lord led me a different way. He said, I want you to put it on this platform, and it's called The Thizzler, which is a secular platform, with all the gangster rappers and all that stuff. And God said, no, put it on there. And I did it. And that thing went over 150,000 views. And it was number two in the Bay Area amongst all those talking about shooting and selling drugs and, amen, putting that message in our children. God told me to tell them to be like Jesus. Amen. And God exalted it. Isn't that that's amazing? Amen. Amongst the world. He's allowing us to be a witness, amen, amongst the world, amen. So I'm thankful, amen. And if you have any streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes, amen, go on there and look for Like You by the Hood Priest, amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Stand to your feet, amen. I'm here to go to work, amen. Amen. And turn your Bibles, if you don't mind, with me. To Second Samuel. Second Samuel. Chapter nine. We're gonna go, brothers and sisters, starting at verse one. Second Samuel chapter nine, and we're gonna read verses one. Amen. Through thirteen. I'll read it in your hearing. Second Samuel chapter 9, verses 1 through 13. After we read the word of God, remain standing because we're going to pray. If you have it, let me hear you say amen. amen. And David said, Is there not yet any that is left of the house of Saul? that I might show kindness for Jonathan's sake 
And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Are thy Ziba? He said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I might show the kindness of God unto? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan yet had a son which is lame on his feet. And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Mashar, the son of Amel, in Lodabar. Then the king said, Fetch him out of the house of Mashar, the son of Amel, from Lodabar. Now Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was come to David. And he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said to Mephibosheth, he, David said, Mephibosheth, he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Here, Fear not, for I surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake, and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continuously. And he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant that thou should look upon such a dead dog as I am? Then the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said unto him, I have given unto thy master's son all that pertained to Saul and to all his house. Thou therefore, and thou therefore, and thy sons and thy servants shall till the land for him, and thou shalt bring in the fruits that thou master son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, thy master son, shall eat bread always at my table. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziba unto the, then, Ziba, then said Ziba unto the king, according to all that my Lord has commanded his servant, so shall thy servant do. As for Mephibosheth, Said the king, he shall eat at my table as one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son, amen, who was, who was named Mashai, excuse me. And all that dwelt in the house of Ziba was servants of Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he did eat continuously at the king's table and was lame both in his feet. I want to call your attention, my brothers and sisters. Amen. To verse 5. This is where we're going to get. Amen. This is where we're going to be teaching from this morning. And this is the A portion. Then King David sent and fetched him out. Then King David. David sent and fetched Mephibosheth out. With this text read, brothers and sisters, remain standing because we're going to pray. But with this text read, God gave me the subject to preach from, come out of hiding. Come out of hiding. 
I don't know who's in here hiding, but God sent me here to fetch you out. <laughs> I've been sent by the king on the behalf of the king to fetch you out and let you know now it's time for you to come out of hiding. Father, we thank you, we praise you, we honor you, we glorify you, Master. Hallelujah to your holy name. From the rising of today's sun, Master, to the going down of it, your name is worthy to be praised. And Father God, I pray right now as I stand before your people that you died for. I pray, Master, that you use this vessel to feed your flock. I pray, Father, that you use this vessel, Lord, to educate and encourage your people. I thank you, Lord, that you've given me another opportunity, one more time, to preach the glorious gospel of Jesus. And I ask, Holy Ghost, that you Make your presence known, good God. Dwell in the congregation of your people. Let somebody leave saying, Jesus spoke to me. God touched me. God delivered me. Do it all for your name. Say, do the thing, Lord, that we can't explain, but we know have happened. Do it for your glory. And we'll give you all the honor and all the praise. It's in Jesus' mighty name that we will always pray. And let the people of God say, amen. If you love the Lord, just give him a round of applause, amen. Hallelujah. Come out. Come out, come out, come out, wherever you are. Come out of hiding. In our text, Brothers and sisters, David is in a season where promises of God has now became his reality. Everything that God has promised David, he is now living in it. Understanding, brothers and sisters, that every word that the Lord has spoken over your life. He did not just call for you to shout about it. He just didn't call for you to run and praise him for it, but, but he called for us to actually live in it, to exist in it, that the promises, the, the untangible, the unseen, one day will become tangible, invisible in our life. David it's in that scene, in that season. It took David a minute, though, to get there, brothers and sisters. David has been through all type of stuff before he got to this season in his life. He's, he's been on the run. He, 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 he has experienced pain and trauma, but God still got him there. The Bible tells us, though the vision tarries, you got to wait on it. It shall speak and not lie. I don't know in here who has a promise, but at, at this season you may be going through trauma. Your life may not be uh, reflected of the promise that God spoke over you, but I'm here to tell you, wait on it. 
Wait on it, amen. Amen. If you got to cry, still wait on it, amen. Hallelujah. Job said, all the days of my appointed time, I'm going to wait till my change come. Good God Almighty, God will, amen, be a man of his word. And everything he has spoken over your life will happen. David, it has happened for him. It's happened. He has now been elected the king over all of Israel. At first, he was just the king over Judah for about seven years. This lets us know the promises of God come in stages. God doesn't give it all to you at one time. Amen. Because he often has to prepare us for the magnitude of blessing that he's going to give us. He has to get us right. He doesn't have to get the blessing right. The blessing has already been prepared. But he has to get us right to hold the weight of the glory of God. And to get you right, he'll make you wait on it. Good God Almighty. And while you're waiting on it, he's giving you experience. While you're waiting on it, he's perfecting you, amen, so that when you get into the fullness of what he's spoken, you won't lose it or squander it. Are y'all with me in here? But you'll be able to handle what God is doing, amen. You have to be prepared to even handle the very gift that he put on your life. Because some of, it, some of us are gifted to be in the Coliseum, but your character is not there. And he would do a disadvantage. He would hurt you to put on lights that you're not ready for. But now David is ready. He's been anointed king over all of Israel. Not just a portion, not just a couple of tribes, but all of it. And now this new administration is in. And David has been doing things. He's brought back the Ark of the Covenant. He's took Jerusalem. He set up his cabinet. And now we come to this, this portion of scripture. He wants to fulfill a promise to his friend. Good God Almighty. I said, this is what it means, God, when you said, I found a man. After my own heart. That, that, that it, it, he has met, he is now at the height of his ministry. He is the king. Amen. Everybody, amen, is under his rulership and he's thinking about a dead friend. Are y'all listening to me? He's thinking about the promise that he made with his brother when they were alive, brothers and sisters, his friend Jonathan, amen. That's what God, see, God can only uh, exalt people that he can trust. That he can trust. When I put you in the position of power, you won't forget about the promises you kept. Uh, see, a lot of our politicians, they make a whole lot of promises of what they're going to do and how they're going to change the community and how they're going to help the poor and so and so. But when they get in power, they forget about all the promises that they made to the people. 
But God will not appoint people, amen, in his kingdom that do not keep promises, brothers and sisters, that will not take the power that he's given them, amen, to hallelujah, serve the people. David can be trusted. He is a promise keeper. He does not forget where he comes from. God cannot trust you that once he appoints you, you will forget where you come from. One of the reasons I will drop everything and come back here no matter what God is doing in my life because you can never forget those that helped you before. Are y'all listening to me, brothers and sisters? You can never forget those that helped you when you wasn't nothing and you didn't have a name and nobody was calling on you and now that you're somebody, you forgot. No, no, no. God cannot trust you with that. But God will trust you that no matter how you go, how high he takes you, you're humble enough to go down. Is there anybody in here you're humble enough to go down? I know that you're powerful. I know that you're gifted. I know that you're educated. I know that you have resources. But are you humble enough to go down and serve those that don't have what you got? No wonder he can put him over Israel. He can trust him. Your life will only grow the size of your heart. If you have a small heart, you're going to have a small life. Are y'all listening to me? If you got a large heart, you're going to have a big life, brothers and sisters. God can only bless you the size of your heart. <laughs> you, you know why God reaped the world? And the gospel is being preached on every continent, amongst every culture and every creed, because God so loved the world. Are y'all listening to He had a heart for everybody, and that's what made Jesus be able to reap everybody. David is now in position, and he says, I want to keep this promise to my brother. Is there anybody left in the house of Saul? We know Saul. Saul, the first king of Israel, who the people appointed. Amen. Is there anybody left of the house of the king? What do you mean, David? Because we understand that Saul has been killed. His sons have been killed. Because of the sin of the father, the household has been wiped out. We have to be very careful as men and as leaders. Uh, because our sins can mess up our house. And because of the sin of Saul, David has to ask a question. Is there anybody left? Is there any, are they all dead and gone? Because sin bringeth forth death. Ah, I'm going to go somewhere here. Is there anybody left? Mm -hmm. And he says, there's one. <laughs> there's always a remnant. <laughs> there's one who's left. 
Jonathan's son, Mephibosheth, but he's crippled. There's one left, but he's not whole. He's not well. He doesn't have it all together. He's left, but he can't walk. Mm. He's left, but he's crippled. And, and the reason, brothers and sisters, if you don't mind me teaching, that Mephibosheth is crippled because when they were coming to kill, amen, the house of Saul, the handmaid grabbed him as a baby and went on the run. And while they were on the run, she dropped him. She dropped the future. She dropped. The ba- Could you imagine being a parent and dropping your baby? And it wasn't just a drop on the cushion, the couch, a sofa, something soft. She dropped him on the ground and broke his legs. Good God Almighty. And I thought to myself, we as a people, have we dropped our children? I've been attending funeral after funeral after funeral after funeral, preaching over young men 16, 17, 20, 21, this age, that age. And when God brought me to this passage, I I couldn't help to think, have we dropped our future? Because you do understand if we keep burying our children, you're burying your future. Your children is your namesake. See, I only have one son. Amen. So I understand if I bury my son, my name will cease to exist in this earth. My future will be gone. And I'm wondering that we're celebrating black history. We're dressed up in African attire. But let me tell you about your people. Your people are hurting. I work with them every day. I'm a chaplain at the Bay Area Rescue Mission. I see young boys and young girls with no place to stay, no hope, no future, losing their mind. And I only can think, have we? Have we dropped our children? Do our not children not know from the stock they come from? Do they not understand, amen, the geniuses that, amen, came out of our culture, amen, the scientists, amen, the great musicians, amen, or do they all think that we, amen, are thugs and prostitutes and this and that, amen? Have we dropped our babies? If you dare not think about your future, You do not have the mind of God because the mind of God thinks generationally. That's why Abraham said, why bless me and give me no seed? Why bless me and give me no future? Every person 40 and older should be concerned about somebody younger than them. Are are y'all listening to me? Every elder now needs to figure out what you have that you can teach to the younger, amen, that you may preserve the future. Or what good is it to be blessed 
and nobody to leave it to. What good is it that you got to turn all your assets over to an attorney that don't even know you? Uh, are y'all with me, brothers and sisters? Mephibosheth is crippled because he been dropped. I want to talk to some people that life dropped you. I want to talk to some men that you would be a better man. You, you would be a stronger man. You, you, you would be a great man. Amen. But, but you were born to a family that abused you. Oh, I'm going to come in here. I know you're dressed up, but I know there's some people in here that have been dropped. Parents on drugs. Are y'all listening to me? Daddy an alcoholic. Mama turning dates, amen. Would have been a stronger woman, amen, but they dropped me. Do y'all want to keep it real in here? Those that are well don't need a physician, amen. But God has come for those that have been dropped. God has come for those that life did not give you what it should have given you. Amen. God has came to make up the difference. Anybody in here, you can testify that life didn't give me all that it should have gave me. But Jesus made up the difference. The reason I am who I am is not because of my mama or my daddy or the way I was raised. But when they dropped me, Jesus stepped in and he picked me up with my crippled self. Yes, he did. I came to bring glory to God. See, the reason this touches me so much, deacons, because my mama can testify that when I came out the womb, I shot out so fast that the doctor dropped me. Are y'all listening to me? And I tell it to this day, why you didn't sue them people? <laughs> we we could have been millionaires, amen. <laughs> what was you thinking? You made them drop your boy. I was black and blue. But you, oh, y'all with me. How many of us in here, you've been dropped? I know you've been dropped because you say you're saved. And you can, how many saved people we got in here by a show of hands? Well, your hands is a sign that you've been dropped. Because what did you need saving from? <laughs> you can't say that you're saved and something did not have you incarcerated. Something was not trying to take your life. Something was not coming in for the kill. Amen. The reason that you say you're saved is because whatever it is was coming in for the kill and you called on the name of the Lord and he came and got you. I need some saved, sanctified, redeemed people to give God some praise. Uh. He dropped Not only did they drop him, they named him Mephibosheth. That name means out of the mouth of shame. Look at, look at the prophecy 
has over this boy's life. Shameful. Could you imagine every day somebody calling you shameful? Mephibosheth! This was his destiny. He was supposed to die in shame. But God is changing somebody's destiny. Somebody may not know but the destiny of your life was supposed to end with you in shame. Ah, but when you called on the name of God, he stepped in and he's changing. He's changing your destiny. I don't want to put my family on blast, but I was raised a parent that was addicted to drugs. And if my big mama didn't step in, ah, my destiny could have ended in shame. Thank God for the generation that thought enough important to put their life on hold and raise the future. See, that's the problem with this generation. Everybody's trying to do their own thing. Grandma ain't raising the kids. Grandma in the club now. Grandma, amen, ain't at home. Grandma trying to get her man too. But somebody has to focus on the baby. I just heard somebody say real talk. He's been sent to a place Mephibosheth called Lodabar. Not only is he crippled, not only does he have a bad prophecy, a horrible name, but he's in a bad place. Everything is working against him. This place called Lodabar means a place of no communication. And it also means a place of no green pasture. Because what brings green pasture is communication. And one of the problems, I don't know why God had this in me, one of the problems with us as a people, we don't talk about nothing. We see everything right in front of our face. We see everything going down. We own nothing in the community, yet we say not a word. I was thinking to myself, how could you get from black power to Black Lives Matter? How could you get from a people that knew they mattered, they just wanted some power. They wasn't marching to, for them to have self-esteem. Dr. King and them. They knew they were men. They knew they were children of God. They knew they mattered. They were just marching against oppression. But now we have a generation that doesn't even think they matter. You can't give power to somebody that doesn't have self-esteem. Oh. Help me, Holy Ghost. What happened in the gap? And we went from say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud, to now your youngster saying, I'll kill you. 
something happens in the gap. And if we don't talk about the issues and diagnose the problem, we will never get to the solution. And the cancer will remain until we get it talking about it, until we can get to a solution and we can heal our people. I feel the Holy Ghost. But we got it. We can't sweep the stuff under the rug and act like one day it's going to disappear. Keep ignoring them bill collectors. That bill ain't going nowhere. <laughs> but you're going to accumulate and accumulate and accumulate till you almost become so much in deficit that you don't even know how to get out. Oh, and we as a people have unfortunately came so much in deficit that we almost don't know how to get out of this thing. Uh, I, I, I want to shout you, help me, Holy Ghost, amen. But God wants me to deal with some real issues that we don't hardly talk about. Lodabar means nobody's talking. Nobody's talking to him. He's not placed in a social environment. And the Bible tells us about man, it's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for man to be isolated. No communication. Nobody talking. If you stay by yourself too long, you will lose your mind. How they incarcerate. They incarcerated. They put them in a hole by themselves. And that is enough torture, not chains, not whips. I'm just going to put you in a room by yourself for a long time. And that is enough to make a strong man come out crying. Oh, how many in here you feel that you're by yourself? I want to tell you in the name of the Lord, you are not by yourself. Amen. But you have the Father that's with you. You have the Son that is with you. You have the Holy Ghost that is with you. Stop telling yourself that don't nobody love you. That is a lie of the devil. Amen. Jesus loved you to the point that he died for you. Amen. You are God's child. Amen. You are not by yourself. That is a trick of the adversary luring you to isolation that he can take your soul. Lodabar. No green pasture. Nothing growing. Everything dead. Everything. See, I, I pastor in East Oakland. So, so this is the one of the reasons why I'm thinking that I'm, God has me on his mind. Because I, I walk around the corners and I drive down the streets and, and our corners are now turned into tombstones. We now set up monuments and balloons and bottles on the corner that the loved one died in. But as so many people dying, now every other corner is a tombstone. Lodabar. Nothing growing. Nothing coming forth. No vision. No creativity. No businesses. No inventions. Just death all, all around. But God did not come to bring us death, but he came to bring us life 
and life more abundantly. That's why God needs every amen believer. He needs everyone that is filled with the Holy Spirit, amen, to go out in your community, out in your city, and put death on the run. I told the Lord, this is the season of my life where I chase death out of our city. Are y'all listening to me? It's not about reputation. It's not about fame. It's not about fortune. It's about saving a generation. The Bible speaks about David that he impacted his generation and then he slept with his fathers. We have to be a people of God so anointed that we chase death out of our home. We chase death off our young men. We chase death off of our women. Why? Because we got life in us. Good God Almighty. We got eternal life. It's in us. And we have to go give what God gave to us. And God gave me life. Good God I don't wake up angry. I don't wake up murmuring and complaining. I don't wake up arguing. I wake up with a smile on my face. Amen. I wake up with joy in my heart. Amen. Because I know I got Jesus. Amen. Why should I be afraid? Why should I be frowned? Why should I be arguing when the Son of God is with me? When the Father is with me? Yahweh, the creator of everything that exists, got my back. Every day you should wake up shouting, saying, Thank you, Jesus. Just one more day. Glory be to God. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed in my going. I'm blessed in my coming. I'm blessed. Anybody in here blessed? Anybody in here devil tried to do everything, but it didn't work? I'm blessed. Won't you just shout out? I'm blessed. You are a blessed people. You are a chosen people. You are a royal people. You are a royal priesthood. A peculiar nation to show forth God's glory in this earth. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. God has blessed you. God will bless you. God is going to bless you. You are blessed. That's what our children need to know. You weren't created to sell dope. You was created to be blessed. Sister, you weren't created to show your body. You was created to be blessed. Dominion and power. Setting up infrastructures and systems. Taking over the city. Why? Because I'm blessed. just for you. You cannot increase your blessing hoard it to yourself. But how you increase what God gave you is that you have to invest. You have to give it away. Are y'all listening to me? 
Amen. I got so much, I started, I got to just give it away. Amen. Pastor told me in the office, you need to be challenged. I said to you, he was right because God has given me so much, I need a challenge. I need to find somebody to give it away to. Ah, y'all listen to me. Ah, y'all listen to me. Everybody that's blessed, you need some disciples around you. He said, I will pour you out a blessing that you don't have room enough to receive. When I was growing up, when we used to plant plants, amen, we would put a saucer underneath the plant because we know when we poured the water in there, the water was going to overflow, amen. So we had to position things underneath the plant to catch it, amen. Everybody that's knowing that you're blessed, you have to put somebody young underneath you to catch the blessing. That's why you got to tell them you can't be hard-headed. You got to listen to me. You got to be obedient, amen, because I'm here in your life to give you something. Just line up. And if you line up, the anointing from the head will flow down onto the body. Are y'all listening to me? Every young person, you need to find an elder that is blessed. Don't just choose anybody. Don't just choose somebody that's talking. Choose somebody that you can see that's blessed. See, I served Dr. Hall because I seen that he was blessed. And you can't get to the blessing out of line trying to do your own thing. But it's a way that God will give you the anointing while you open up doors for the blessed man. While you're pouring water on the blessed man's hand. While you're saying, let me hold your keys, amen. Amen. Then the oil would just flow. I couldn't do what I do, amen, if I didn't serve the man of God, amen, because some of the oil that was on his head, it flowed. Y'all don't hear me on me, amen, but you got to put your position, yourself in a humble position this generation wants to lead too fast this is Unplugged Sunday, right because of society and social platforms it makes this generation go out before their time we got people that's calling themselves life coaches and their lives is falling apart. We got people running out to pastor and never follow. I'm in this generation. Yeah, come on, come on. I guess it's hard to get this generation to serve. They can lead, but they can't serve. But everybody can't be the general. Everybody can't be the pastor. That means God has, has our destiny for some of us is to support others. <laughs> See, you have to be humble enough to receive that. That what if he doesn't call you to be the leader, can you still serve? God will not exalt you to be the leader because you want to be the leader. God exalts people to be leaders that he knows they've served at the back door. If the back door is beyond you, then, uh, or beneath you, excuse me, then leadership is beyond you. Should I say it again? If, if servitude is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you. All right. 
Because how you learn how to lead is by the way you serve. And God appointed David to be the king based off how he served Saul. He's still blessing Saul's house even though Saul wanted to kill him. But I'm talking about a great king. Can you bless somebody's family that you know don't even like you? <coughs> Saul was trying to kill him. That's how the promise came to pass. So him and Jonathan was talking, and David said, your daddy trying to kill me, man. Are y'all with me, brothers and sisters? That's how this even promise, this covenant came to pass. And now that David is the king and Saul is dead, he's thinking about his enemy's house. Good God. Oh, while we were yet sinners, Jesus died for us. Before I ever preached a sermon, before I ever sung a song, before you ever worshiped the Lord, when you was out there doing your own thing, trying to build your own kingdom, Jesus was on the cross dying for his enemies. Good God Almighty. Forgive them, Father, for they don't even know what they're doing. Is there anybody left? Mephibosheth, he's lame and Lord of all. Go fetch him. Go fetch him. I wanted that. Another translation that said they brought him, but I wanted to use go fetch because that's how my grandma would have said it. Boy, go fetch me that cup of water. Go fetch that remote. Go get it. Go get him. Go get him. Amen. How we're saved is because we didn't get to God. God came and fetched us out. Amen. God came right where we were. Right, amen, in our dysfunction. Right, brothers and sisters, in our death. Amen. And he snatched us out. Everybody has a sermon in your, oh, good God Almighty, in your soul. Are y'all listening to me? It may not be Greek or Hebrew. You may not know all the Bible, but there's one thing you know that you were in sin and God came and he got you. He came right where you was. He stepped right in the fiery furnace. He stepped right in the lion's den and he got you. When we couldn't get to God, God came unto us. Emmanuel, God that's tabernacling amongst us and we have to model that leadership that God set before us. Your kids ain't coming to you. Pray all you want. They ain't coming. You got to go get them. You have the servants and the authority and the horses and the cars and the finances and the resources. I'm just preaching like I'm at home. Is that all right? To go get the, go fetch my boy. God Almighty. Could you imagine? Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit saying, somebody, God is about to come get him. I don't know who you are, 
Amen. You may think that you're in a dead place, no communication, but I want to let you know there's a conversation about you happening somewhere that you don't even see, somewhere that you don't even know. They are talking about you. I feel God. They are talking about you. Amen. And they are coming to get you. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. Don't give in. Amen. Don't be dismayed. Just stay right where you are. God is going to come send them to you. Good God Almighty. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I want to tell you, just hold on just a little while longer. Everything is going to be all right. I see the storm passing over us. Everything is going to be all right. Tell somebody, hold on. Hold on. God is coming. God is coming. You got to prepare yourself, church, for the second coming of the Lord. Amen. This is not a time to lose faith. This is not a time to fall back into sin. This is not a time, amen, to digress. Amen. Can't you see by the signs of the times that Jesus, oh, I want to put that on somebody's heart. Jesus is coming, and you got to be ready. You got to be ready to meet the Lord. You got to be ready to meet the Lord. You got to be ready to meet the Lord. You got to get your heart ready to meet the Lord. You got to get your life ready to meet the Lord. You got to get your mind ready to meet the Lord. Yes, you do. You can tell by the contractions of this world that our Redeemer is drawing near. Yes, he is. Our Redeemer is coming. Yes, he is. And he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. You got to get your dress ready. Right, bride. You gotta get your act right, bride. Because the Lord is, He's knocking at the door and He's on His way. Mm, ain't the time to lose faith. Ain't the time to go back to the club. Ain't the time to have another drink. Ain't the time to get high again. You don't want to be doing something crazy and the trumpets blow. But you got to pray and watch. Watch and pray. This may be the day that the Lord is coming. I told my preacher at my church this morning, I said, I want you to preach like Jesus might come today and I came to St. John's to preach and though the Lord may come today you gotta get ready you gotta confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died and earlier he got up with all power you gotta believe in the God the water walker, you gotta believe in his healing power, you gotta believe in his blessing power, he's coming back for a church that believes, not a church that's dressed, not a church that's educated, but a church that still believes, I still believe I still believe I still believe that he stepped through 42 generations. I still believe 
that he's my kinsman redeemer. I still believe in Mary's baby. I'm just also that still believe that God can. He can heal me. He can deliver me. He can make ways for me. He can bless me. He can turn my life around. Do you believe? Oh. I know it looks crazy. I know we're in Lodabar, but how we gonna come out is somebody that believes that trouble don't last always, but late in the midnight hour, God is gonna turn it around. It's gonna work in my favor. I'm gonna come out stronger. I'm gonna come out wiser. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Our children will not end this way. Our community will not end this way. I believe there's a turnaround coming. I believe, I believe, I believe in what I can't see. I believe, yes. Yes! Just testify to somebody. Say, I believe. How you gonna make it? I believe. How you gonna get healed? I believe. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace upon him and by his stripes I am healed I'm not gonna be healed I'm not gonna be blessed I'm already healed I'm already blessed while they're saying I ain't I'm saying I am He's coming to get you. Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you believe? They came and got him. before the king and the king says are you Mephibosheth <laughs> you got to answer for yourself you got to come in and stand before the king by yourself <laughs> ain't nobody <clears throat> can stand before the king for you He's going to ask you, are you who you say you are? He says, I am. He says, all the land. All the 
that your granddaddy had. And that your daddy had. I'm going to give unto you. And you got to understand his granddaddy was the king. His granddaddy was rich. Richer than rich. And he said, all of it, I'm going to give to you. I'm going to give you houses you don't have to build. I'm going to give you vineyards you don't have to grow. Everything that you were supposed to get by inheritance. But it slipped out of your hands. I'm going to make sure you get your promise. Even if I got to use the wicked people of this world to turn over your promise. I want to talk to my people for a minute to let you know God ain't going to let us serve 400 years of slavery and not make sure you get paid for that work. But all of those years that your great, 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 great grandpa got and grandma got, God sent me here to tell you, you are the generation I'm going to release their blessing on your life. That's why you got to get ready. I don't know who I'm talking to, but it's going to come down, press down, shaking together and running over. It's going to come into your life. But you got to get ready. The suit that my great-granddaddy didn't get, he going to put it on me. The dress that your great-great-grandma didn't get, that she was sharecropping, picking that cotton. God said, I'm going to put it on Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Do you believe that? That I'm going? Yes, I am. I said, I'm giving it all to you. But he said this would trouble me. I'm almost done. Why would you be so good to a dead? Look how he looked at himself. I'm pronouncing a blessing over your life. But because the enemy has such broken your spirit, you can't receive the blessing. I've seen this in our reality. I pulled up at my church last week, and we got a park not far from the church. And I seen the people in the tent, and it was was a mama with seven kids with a man and we brought him into the church and we fed him and put him up and because the job I have I can get him housing and I took her down the next morning and I got all the family housing get in the bed but she left the next day and I asked myself how broken does your spirit have to be that you can't receive a blessing? God changed your life in a day. 
the destiny of your life changed. But you would prefer Egypt. Mm. I want to talk to that person. That God is ready to bless you and do amazing things for your life. But the enemy has so crushed you. And he showed you uh, everything has so dropped you. That even in the face of your blessing, even in the face of the king, you're still calling yourself a dead dog. I like how David didn't even answer him. He started talking to Ziba. <coughs> David just started saying, since he can't talk for himself, good God. See, he can't receive and take in what I have for him because it's too amazing. I'm going to talk for you. All your sons start serving his land. I'm trying to give you something, but you got to set up the infrastructure, the systems. But since you're so crushed, he says, I'll set them up for you. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? And he start commanding on the behalf of Mephibosheth. And then he said, but as for him, as for you, boy, because of your fathers, you will sit at my table as one of the sons of the king. David was open enough to prepare a table before him because David wrote in Psalms 23 that his shepherd has prepared a table before him. So he prepares a table for Mephibosheth. And he tells him, I'm going to sit you with the king's kids. Good God. Your gift is going to bring you before kings. It's going to bring you before great people. But don't go in standing up trying to act like somebody. Just sit down in the seat. I'm going to bring you into rest. I feel the Holy Spirit. I'm going to bring you into a position of rest. You're not going to have to fight your way in. You're not going to have to con your way in. All you're going to have to do is have enough, amen, God to receive your blessing and sit down. And because he sits down with the king's kids, you can't see his disability. You can only see his disability when he is standing up walking. But as long as you rest in Jesus... As long as your trust is in Jesus, they won't see your disability. They won't see your dysfunction. They won't see your flaws. When you sit down in Jesus, you got to anchor yourself in Jesus. You got to be stable in Jesus. Steadfast, unremovable, always abounding. In the work of the Lord. But soon as you try to walk it out yourself, we're going to see where you're crippled at. 
But if you just trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding and all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will with your crippled feet. He will with your blind self. He will. Ah. Repair your path. I'm done. But I came to fetch out some fibers. Who's hurting? I don't know in here who's crippled. But I came to bring you good news. That God is about to prepare a table before you. In the presence of your enemies. Even though life dropped you and you didn't get what you should have got when you should have got it. I want to tell somebody that you're not about to miss your promise. God is, yes he is. Oh, see now this is the difference between people that want what's theirs. You have to ignore everything around you. The chatter. Because people that's talking ain't in the game. Commentators ain't in the game. So I want to talk to some of shafts. If you know that God has a promise for you. And you know that God is going to do great things with your life. But you know in some area. You're crippled. Run down to this altar. Is there one Mephibosheth that's going to be bold enough? Can you receive what the Lord has for you? Can you receive that even in your dysfunction and even you being disabled, you're still going to reach your promise? That's what I'm here to come today to fetch you out. To tell you, come out of hiding. Come out of hiding. Even with your dysfunction, even though get all that God has for you. Oh, God has not forgotten about you. God God is not. God has not. God has not. I know they threw you away and low the bar. I know you didn't get the phone call that you should have got. I know you didn't get the attention that you should have got. But God has not forgot about you. But the Lord is with you. 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 The Lord, matter of fact, say this, the Lord is with me. The Lord is with me. 
through my trauma, through my pain, through my hurt, through my dysfunction, through my disability. Though he slay me, yet shall I trust him, yet shall I believe, yet shall, yet shall I be with him. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray that you're going to rest in the blessing of God. I'm going to pray that you don't see yourself as a dead dog. I'm going to pray that you don't see yourself as a mistake. You don't see yourself that you can't get to the promise. I'm going to pray that everything that is disabled in your life, God is going to heal it. In the name, in the name, in the name, everybody that's going to believe for my brothers and sisters, point your hand at them. If you're not up here, that means you're good. And now you got to intercede on the behalf of your brothers and sisters. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come to you, Father God, praying for your people. Praying, Lord, first thanking you, Jesus, giving you honor and praise that when everybody forgot about us and everybody said we weren't going to be nothing, you called us out. I thank you, Lord, that you're calling us out of shame. You're calling us out of sickness. You're calling us out of disease. You're calling us out of poverty. You're calling us out of depression. You're calling us out of low self-esteem. You're calling us out of mental illness. I pray in the name of Jesus for everybody standing at this altar that they will be free and free indeed in the name of the Lord. I pronounce freedom over your life. I pronounce victory over your life. I pronounce change over your life. You will never be the same in the name of the Lord. I'm praying, Holy Ghost, that you sweep in the life of your people, that you change us from the inside out in the name of Jesus. I'm praying against all dysfunction, uh, everything that's trying to cripple them, everything that's trying to tie them up. I pronounce it be broken in the name of the Lord. No more shackles, no more chains, no more drugs, no more alcohol, no more none of that, but free in the Holy Ghost, free in your spirit, free in your mind, free in your body, free. You have the victory. You have the victory. You have the, come out of the Lord. I pray, Lord, I pray that you talk to them. I pray, Lord, that you have communication with them. I pray, Lord, that you tell them who they are. I pray, Lord, that they come to know your voice. I pray, Lord, that they spend ample time in prayer learning your voice in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you bring them into a blessing 
their blessing. Bring them in, Lord. Bring them in, Lord. Everybody that ought to step one foot closer. Come on in. Let, oh, God. Come on in, saith the Lord. I got more for you. I got more for you. I got more for you. I pray that they prepare themselves. That after this service is over, they start getting ready for the blessing that's about to overtake them. They go back to school. They do whatever you're calling them to do in the name of Jesus. But I pray that they get ready. They get ready. They get ready. They get ready. In the name of Jesus. The curse of your father is broken. The curse of your mother is broken. In the name of Jesus. But you are the generation that God says. I'm going to bring into the promised land. The land that overflows with milk and honey. God says I'm going to give it to you. Because I remember the promise that I made to your Lord. In the name of Jesus and I pray lastly Lord that they rest in it I pray that you peace in your life I come against all those thoughts in your head I come against you torn between opinions I come against the lack of faith but I pray peace over your life peace in the name of Jesus Peace in your house, peace in your spirit, peace in your body, peace in your emotions. I pray peace. The Prince of Peace come upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that they never forget what you did for them and everything that you've done for them. I pray, Lord, that they testify about it. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you the glory, we give you the honor, and we give you the praise. I need now everybody at this altar give God a round of applause. Praise him like you got the victory. Praise him like it's broken. Praise him like it's healed. Praise him like you're delivered. Praise him according to your faith. Everybody out there that's believing God for something. Praise him according to your faith. Praise him like you already did it. Praise him like it's done. It's done. Tell yourself it's done. It's done. It's done. It is finished. It is finished. It is finished. It is finished. In the name of the Lord. We're going to get ready to dismiss. But for all those that have to leave early, please leave your offering at the basket with the deacon right there. But I speak over your life. It's done. Walk in it. Proclaim it. Everything the enemy's telling you not, tell him to shut up. And you remind him what God said about you. You remind him what Jesus did for you. And you live in that thing 
Yesterday is gone. Forget those things which are behind you. And you reach to those things which are before you. You take a hold of your promise by any means necessary. Do you hear me? By any means necessary. You don't take no for an answer. I'm going to get what Jesus died for me to get. In the name. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you. And we glorify you. And we live for you. And we thank you for calling us out of hiding. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. 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 Victory in the house. give God another round of applause. Amen. Um, be mindful that if God is willing on today after this service, uh, the young adults, uh, Minister Eric has something special for the young adults. If you're not aware of it, he'll be at the front desk where he can, you can talk to him about it. Also on Thursday evening, choir rehearsal, very important. We anticipate a glorious time on next Sunday. We had a good time here, didn't we? Amen. Yes. This has been a blessing. I told you, even though we were blessed tremendously at the 9 o'clock, I said you weren't going to be cheated because Mustafa, he brought it here today. Amen. He brought it. Yes. But on Thursday, if God be willing, I need the choir members to make sure you're in the choir stand rehearsing because next Sunday I need that choir to sing in the 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock worship celebrations. We anticipate a tremendous time. If God is willing, I'll be preaching and both of those morning worship celebrations. So we want to we anticipate a blessing. I praise God for all of our preachers. Mustafa's not the only one. He's just one of the pastors. But praise God for all of our preachers. Um, yes. Amen. Also, we've already invited a guest pastor for next month to come. I'm trying to bring in different pastors, but at the same time, it's a blessing when we have pastors right here in this church. So this is Mustafa um, who can also come and preach. Amen. Well, I'll tell you what, I know the hour is a little late for some of us. I'm not going to hold you any longer. These very fine beacons are going to come. Um, matter of fact, a sorority group that was here, they, they left an offering. All right. So we want to give very well. To individuals here who are not saved, people who need a church home, don't forget to fill out that form that's um, behind those pews in front of you. Fill that form out, submit it to an usher, someone at the front desk, or you can put it in the offering basket. We'll respond 
quickly, promptly. Same for the people viewing online. You can submit it through that link, and we will respond promptly. All right. Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray thy blessings upon us right now. Thank you for the word as we're about to give. We pray that our tithes and offerings be acceptable in thy sight and our departure. Your spirit continue to reign in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Ushers are coming to provide leadership. We're going to give well, and then after giving, amen, we will be dismissed. I look forward to celebrating with you again on next Sunday. Again, let's give God a hand of praise for Pastor Mustafa. Wonderful. Amen. Very proud of him. Very proud to say that he, he, he started in my ministry. He's doing big things over there in Oakland. Big things. But guess what? He's a son of St. John. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, ushers, go ahead. Two sides, please stand. From the rear, come. I hope that you have been blessed by the word that went forth today. And listen, without your support, we can't do what we're doing here. And so let me tell you a little bit about tithes and offering. And it's here in this scripture, Malachi 3, 8, and 9. And it says, Will a man rob God, yet ye have robbed me? But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee in tithes and offering? Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now let me take it a step further. And it says in verse 10, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. That's what the word says. So we encourage you to continue giving to St. John. Now listen, there's various ways that you can give. One, you can give in person during our worship celebrations. Two, you can mail or drop off at the South Campus or our, our administration building. Three, you can give online. Now listen, you can find more information about where those locations are by visiting our website. Um, in the meantime, we thank you for joining us today. We hope that you were blessed, and we hope that you will have a blessed week in the Lord.